0: Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. Those online and those in the room, we thank God for another Lord's Day. Can you believe it? We are in the last two months of 2021. But God has been faithful, yes? God has been true to his word, yes? And we honor him. While you're standing, I want to read our text for this morning. It's found in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Amen. Thank God for all of you that Have supported us, supported the wedding that was on Monday. We thank God we tell you we bring good news the newlyweds are doing fine. Amen. And we thank God for them. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter chapter 8, verse 1 says, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you, so that I may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but but on the word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, oh glory. Your feet did not swell, my mind. During these 40 years, know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valley and hills. A land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and your flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. You will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock, He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to humble and test you. So that in the end, you, it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, your Lord, your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be be destroyed like the nations the Lord destroyed before you. And so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. You can take your seat. As we go through the seasons of our lives... In terms of ages, we recognize we're a four season church. We have summer, we have spring, summer, fall, and winter people that are in dis- different seasons of their lives. As you go through the different stages of your life, in terms of education, in terms of seasons of relationships, acquaintances, co workers, friendships, marriages, seasons of family life, amen, births and deaths, sickness and emptiness, go figure, seasons of career and occupations, first job, your layoffs, changes, promotions, retirement, seasons of ministry, participation, commitment, gift discovery, calling, mentoring, sending, coaching. It's important that you remember to remember. And that's what I want to talk to you about today and over the next few Sundays. Remember to remember. Too often we forget what we should remember and remember what we should forget. We hold on to what we should let go and we release the very things we should be holding on to. To remember is to have an awareness or to be able to bring to one's mind an awareness of of someone or something or a situation or experience that has happened in the past. It's amazing. It's amazing just how forgetful we become among the distractions of life. It's amazing, and I believe it's part of the fault. I believe it's part of our forgetfulness. I believe it's just part of the sin nature. We tend to forget things we need to hold on to. That's why it becomes increasingly important, at least for me, to write things down. Anybody with me there? It is becoming increasingly more important to me to write things down, to record the story of the seasons of our journey. And every now and then you got to update it, yes? Because listen, if you don't record them, it may it's going to be recorded by somebody else and somebody will tell your story different. Somebody says the victory writes the history and they forget about the other side of those, those people that were impacted. Write down your story. You, you need to update it. Otherwise, not only might somebody else tell it and tell it incorrectly, but it might be lost forever. Tell it in a way. might be told in a way that's inaccurate, told in a way that you don't want it told. They'll eliminate the contributions of people. Amen, it's amazing how people tell stories about other people and how they highlight their their input and they ignore the input of others. When we fail to remember the when, the how, and the what, and the who, we begin to think we got where we are without any help or assistance from anybody else. It's amazing how our memory, the further we get from the event, how it changes it's amazing how we, we big up ourselves the further we get from the event. We, 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 it's like the family album. You only see smiles and laughter. But the reality is there's a whole lot of stuff that happened between the smiles and the laughter. And you wouldn't have got to the smiles and the laughter unless you had gone through the other stuff. See, my Bible says in all things give God thanks For all things, give God thanks. We like to just say, well, no, he didn't mean that. Listen, there God has a purpose and God has a plan. I may not understand it now. Have you ever gone through something you didn't understand it then? But as further along, you understood it a little bit better. Further along, you begin to see it a little bit more clearly. That's why David says it was good that I was afflicted that I might learn the statutes of God. And so when we fail to remember, when we fail to, amen, to remember, to remember, if we're not careful, we can become users of others. We begin to think only of our own desires and aspirations rather than how others have contributed to our success. And so my challenge to you is to remember, to remember. Remember. Because the truth is, we would do well to remember throughout all the seasons of our lives because there was a path that God brought us from. From there to here, there was a lot that went on in between. How many of you can say, I don't look like what I've been through? How many you can say, just looking at me don't tell the whole story? Amen. I look better than the path that God has brought me through. Through dangers seen and unseen. We need to remember to remember the people that impacted us, that encouraged us, supported us, pushed us, even those that opposed us and tried to discourage us. I don't know about you, but I've had some folks I know was intentional. Intentional try to distract me, try to discourage me, try to get me off course. But God, we need to remember to remember the power, not only the path, not only the people, but remember the power that was at work in us, around us, that enabled us, that protected us, that supported us. Amen. That saw with eyes, saw what what was, saw something in us that other folks didn't see. We need to remember to remember the purpose for which we were birthed for, the purpose we were called to, the purpose for which we were preserved and brought to as disciples of Jesus Christ. We have been, we're being shaped and we've been shaped and we continue to be shaped For such a time as this, so that we might effectively lift up Christ and raise up disciples, generations of disciples who raise up generations of disciples. But when we fail to remember to remember, we fail to show up for the very things we were shaped for. We get distracted by the things that take our focus off of God's will, off of God's way. We fail to see the goodness of the Lord because of all the different things that are going on and we get faint underneath the weight of life. You need to ask yourself, what's my distraction? We get weary doing so many things outside of our purpose outside of our calling that we have no energy and very little resources and very little time left for the very things we were shaped for. You need to ask yourself, what's wearing me out? We waste valuable time. We miss opportunities that will never come again in just the same way. What are we wasting our valuable time on? When we don't remember to remember, we forget what God did in the past. We, we come, we fail to remember that he, he's, he brought us, what he brought us through. We, we forget that what he did before, he can do again. We, we, we come to a mountain as if this is the first time we've encountered a mountain. We, we come to a valley as if this is the first time we've, we've entered a valley. We, we face sickness and, and hardship as if this is the first time. And we fall apart because we fail to remember to remember God brought me this way. He's done it before. He can do it again. We forget this ain't the first mountain. This ain't the first valley. If he did it for me then, he can do it for me now. If he did it for you, he can do it for me. Stop acting like you ain't never been here before. When You consider all that God has done on your behalf. When we fail to remember, to remember, we run the risk of God bypassing us and moving on to someone who will remember and trust and obey him need to ask yourself just why aren't I trusting and obeying the Lord the book of Deuteronomy is one of my favorite books it is the fifth book of the Torah the book of Deuteronomy is, is a narrative history and a recounting of the law Moses wrote this book to remind the Israelites of what God had done and to remind them of what God expected of them. The name literally means second law. Moses gives the law for the second time. It is also referred to the book of remembrance chapters 1 through 4, Moses reviews some of the details of the past history of Israel, such as the exodus and the wandering through the wilderness. He then urges them that they obey the law of God. Then in chapters 5 through um, 28, Moses restates the Ten Commandments to the Israelites. He explains the principles and the instructions for how to live a godly life as God's chosen people. These include how to love the Lord, laws of worship, laws regarding relationship, amen, and also the consequences and the penalties if these laws are not obeyed. One of its most significant verses is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. It's called the Shema. And it it literally says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, The Lord is one. He is always united. He is always, he is never in um, contradiction. He has never opposed himself. He is one God revealed in three distinct persons we call the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They dwell together in oneness and unity. There is never a debate. There is never disunity. There is never inferiority and and superiority. They dwell in perfect unity. In chapters 29 through 30, there's a move on the part of the nation to commit themselves and to stand apart unto God. This consists not only of knowing the many laws and statutes that God has commanded but also obeying them. It's it's not enough to just know because he that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. We've got to know and obey. They were to be the conduit of God's Redemption, they were to be the conduit, the the, the funnel through which God would bless all nations of the world. They were to be the conduit in which the Redeemer, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One would come. Through them, God would bless all nations. Through the seed of Abraham, God would bless all nations. And then finally in chapters 31 through 34, we see the first change in leadership. Moses, the one who has been leading them this entire time, he hands over the the reins of authority to Joshua and he commissions him in front of the whole nation. Moses blesses the tribes, which reminds us of how Jacob blessed his sons some 450 years earlier. And in that last chapter, God shows Moses the promised land. He lets him look over into the promised land. But because of an altercation, because he did not lift up God, because he lost it, God says you will look, but you will not go in. And so after this, Moses, the servant of the Lord, dies on Mount Nebo. But before he leaves, he takes significant time to remind them to remember. And so as we come into these last two months of 2021, I want, I want to take my time over these next few weeks to, to challenge you, to remind you, to remember, to remember, amen, throughout all the seasons of your life, all the seasons of your family, your congregation, your community, your country, your city. Four things I suggest we remember, amen, today and next Sunday. Remember through the seasons of your journey, Amen. I'm going to talk about two of those this morning. Amen. And then we'll continue next week. The first thing I want to challenge you to remember is remember the path. Remember the path. Israel had to remember the path that God had brought them through. He had brought them through Egypt through the Red Sea, through the wilderness, through the Jordan. He had brought them through the promised land, brought them through battles and facing giants. He had provided provision and protection. Israel needed to remember, and I submit that as the people of God, we need to remember. Because when you remember, you'll appreciate where you are. When you remember how you got there, You'll appreciate where you are right now. The problem is we we fail to remember and we fail to to pass on, amen, to our children, to our children's children. We fail to write it down. We fail to communicate how we got here. We need to remember the life of your family, your congregation. You've had to face your own battles, Yes? You've had to face your own giants. As families, as a congregation, the journey, the journey we are on, it started before you and I got on the path. You've not arrived. You've not arrived yet. I've not arrived yet, even though I had a birthday, but I've not arrived yet. God's not done with me yet. Amen. God's not finished with me yet. Anybody will admit God's not finished with you? Anybody will admit I'm still in process. I I still got, there's still some work that needs to be done on the building. There's still some chinks in the armor that I need God to help me with. I have not been fully conformed to the image of the Son. We need to remember to remember That nothing is wasted with God. I'm so glad that I serve a God that is able to redeem the good, the bad, and the ugly. Or you ought to say amen after that. God is able to redeem it and use it. Amen. I think one of the songs that the worship team sung today, and didn't they bless our hearts this morning? Amen. One of the songs they said, what the devil meant for harm, for evil. God can use it for good. He can turn it around. He can reshape it. He can, he can repurpose it. It's like Joseph. He says, listen, you meant it for harm. You meant it to take me out when you threw me in the well. But God, was he meant it for good because he had to get me to Egypt. When you think about the path, and we'll talk about that a little, you got to also remember the detours. Because how many of you know that even in the detours, there's some purpose? Well, let, let, let me not get ahead of myself. We would do well to remember the path that brought us to where we are today. We would do well to remember the mountains and the valleys, the valleys and the floods, the rivers he brought us through. Even those mountains, he did not move. Uh-oh, that messed with some of your theology. You want anybody to think, no, God moved every mountain. Every mountain he moved out of my way. No, the truth is, some of those mountains, he says, climb. Yeah. 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 Some of those valleys, he says, go through it. <laughs> some of those floods, he said, swim. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking to the wrong group. Don't forget the history that brought you to where you are today. History that started before you became part of the story. There was history before you stepped into it. Because of that, because there was history before I got here, there was a path to walk on. Remember that you have a present because there was a past that didn't just start when you were born into the family or joined the congregation. Remember the path. Remembering the path helps you to appreciate where you are today. It also helps you not to repeat the same mistakes when you remember. It it also helps you to avoid making doing the same sinful stuff that you did on the path. If you remember, remember to remember the path of our ancestors remember the path of our nation because i submit america suffers from selective and self-induced and self-perpetuated amnesia when it comes to her past it has been whitewashed and cherry-picked if we're going to remember to remember even America needs to tell the truth. You know how they said tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Need to tell the truth about the path that we have traveled as a nation about how America, nation, came to discover, how America came to be discovered. And it was a land that was already inhabited by the original nations of people. Need to tell the truth about that. Need to tell the truth about how the wealth of our nation was built on the backs and the graves of black people who were stolen from their native land, who were considered less than human, who were not considered in the documents of our nation, who were forced to work for nothing. Until they drop dead or purposely killed. Need to tell the truth. Need to tell the truth about who has prospered and benefited from our nation's racist past. Who benefited from slavery and structures and systems that were designed to perpetuate a social caste system that still exists today. Need to tell the truth about how various church groups supported and endorsed and perpetuated ungodly and inhuman practices, attitudes, structures, and behaviors. Need to tell the truth because that's the path that has brought this nation to where it is today. White nationalism and white supremacist attitudes are not new. Some of us thought it was new because maybe you didn't see it in this the first time you're seeing it in your generation, but it has always been here since the founding of our nation. It's not new, even when it's been disguised in an American flag or camouflaged by a Christian cross or a political position. There's a reason why. There's a, there's a reason why the attempted genocide of the Jews must still be taught. There's a reason why. They say never again. There's a reason why it still must be taught when the world let it happen while it stayed silent. There's a reason why the enslavement and attempted genocide of African and Native Americans must still be taught. While the white church was both silent and complicit, there's a reason why it still must be taught. There is a reason why. Because one person says those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. History has a tendency to repeat itself. As the memory fades, events from the past become events of the present. History repeats itself, and people forget about their history. Tell the truth. Remember the past, because you didn't just show up. It meant America is not great as it is now just because somebody had a thought. Now, there's been a path that has brought them to where, brought us, because now we're part of the human, we're part of the American fabric. And so I submit to you to tell the truth. Look at somebody and say, tell the truth. I submit, tell the truth before you die. And the truth dies with you. Tell the truth while your children can still ask you questions. Tell the truth while you can still answer those questions. Tell the truth. Tell the truth while you can still fill in the missing pieces in the puzzle. That's not your niece. It's not your nephew. It's not your grandchild. That's your child. Tell the truth. While you can still explain the context. Tell the truth about how you got to where you are today. Tell the truth. Tell the truth about the path, the hills, the mountains, the heartaches, the laughter, the tears, the disappointments, the highlights, the lowlights, friends and foes. Tell the truth about the path that has brought you here. Tell about the dangers and the traps that were set. And not just about how you escaped. Tell the truth about somebody rescued you. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen, because if somebody had not showed up at the specific time, you would have been dead, you would have been raped, you would have been in jail, but somebody rescued you. Tell the truth. the mercy and grace of God and one songwriter said ridiculous grace (laughs) tell about the provision and protection songwriter says still I would trust you Brooklyn Tabernacle has a song it says I've climbed the mountain I've walked a valley low and there's a hand guiding me where to go so I will not question When storm clouds come my way, for I have placed my trust in you and you alone. The the psalmist says, still I will trust you. Still, still I will follow. Still, I will listen to your every call while the storms rage up and I can't find my way. Still, I will trust you, Lord. When in my dark hour, you restored my weary soul. Anybody have a dark hour in your life? Anybody have a testimony in the dark hour of my life? You restored my soul. You led me to that resting place. And you made me whole. Now I cannot question those stormy billows roll. My faith is secure. Safe is my trust in you. Then I hear a young man talks about the hills and valleys. He says, I've walked among the shadows. You wiped my tears away. I wish I had a witness here. And I've felt the pain of heartbreak, and I've seen brighter days, and I've prayed prayers to heaven from my lowest place. And I have held, and I have held the blessings God you gave, you give and take away. On the mountains, I will bow my life to the one who set me there. In the valley, I will lift my eyes to the one who sees me there. When I'm standing on the mountain, I didn't get there on my own. When I'm walking through the valley, I know I'm not alone. You're the God of the hills and the valleys. got to remember the path that you burned through. Because if you remember that he was God when you were in the valley before and you find yourself in the valley now, you say, well, he's, I, I won't complain. Why? Because he brought me through then? Yeah, bring me through now. Let, let me end with this. On this path to where God wants to bring us to, there are detours. How many of you will confess that sometime you've been impatient? <clears throat> Come on. Maybe God made you a promise, God said something to you, and, and you just got impatient, and you God, just get me there. And God has a way of saying it's not a direct path from A to B. God has a way. It's not, it's not linear. It's not just a straight way for where God wants to bring us. Sometimes God has divine detours. They are divine because they are of his making. And when you think about a detour, this is what the dictionary says. The, a detour is a long or roundabout route that is taken to avoid something or to visit somewhere along the way. It's a deviation from a direct course or the usual procedure, especially a way temporarily replacing part of a route. It could be short. It could be long. Sometime on this path, God Send you on a detour. And it's not to punish you. It's to prepare you. It's, it's not to slow you down, and then sometimes it is, but it's, it's to train you. See, if Joseph had never been in the well, never been in the prison, he wouldn't have really had the kind of preparation that he needed for the palace. All along the way, God was training him. God was equipping him. He was equipping him from the day he would meet his brothers again. God was bringing Israel through the wilderness. He was preparing them. He was getting some stuff out of them. How many of you know that there is some stuff inside of us that God is saying, that won't do where I'm bringing you to? And so I've got to get you on a detour so that I can just get some stuff out of you. I've got to humble you. I've got to train you. I've got to equip you. And then there are some detours. God wants to slow you down. How many of you know that there are some accidents that if you would have got to a certain place at a certain time, you wouldn't be here today? But God slowed you down. You see, the, the, the traffic... The traffic jam sometimes is just God's way of slowing you down. You know how you just, I just, man, we got to hurry up. We got to hurry And God says, chill. Who am I talking to? Right? And, and so God would allow a detour to slow you down. There'll be construction. He'll take you along around, around the way. Maybe there was something God wanted you to see. That if you had not gone that way, you'd never saw that house was for sale. Huh? Sometime the detour is not for you. <laughs> Somet- I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished. Sometime the detour is for somebody else. Sometimes God will detour you because he needs you to help somebody here. And if you stay on your course that to get you to your destiny, you will not be able to help that other person that God... God, listen What Jesus said, I must go through Samaria. There's another route. There's a more traveled route. I'm going to go the less traveled route. Why? Because there's a Samaritan woman who needs to hear this. There's a whole Samaritan village that needs this message. Sometimes the detour God will use is for somebody else. But can I tell you this? When God is your GPS... When God is your GPS, he'll get you to your destiny. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. When God is your GPS, it may, listen, it may take you a roundabout way, but if God is your GPS, he'll get you there. And sometimes the detour is of your own making. Come on, you know I'm telling the truth. Some of you, oh, should I say that? Some of you, your detour was a person. (laughs) You knew you shouldn't have been messing around with that woman. You knew you shouldn't have been messing around with that man. That was not your husband. You should not have been in their bed. God is against sexual immorality. And you went anyway. But because of the mercy and grace of God, you didn't come down with a, a disease that took you out. The person didn't come out with a disease that took them out. God forgave you because of his ridiculous grace. Had mercy upon us, cleaned us up, washed us up, and said, like you told Peter, when you recover. <laughs> Strengthen the breath. I've got a job for you when you recover. Because God is merciful. And he's able even to redeem our mess ups. Even when we go on our own way. Remember the path. Remember the path of your family, your ancestors. Remember it because of them... Because they weathered the storm. And for those of you that are here, because they they did not let slavery take them out. They found ways to be married. They found ways to have families. They found ways to communicate. They found ways to find Jesus. Remember the path. And tell it to the generations following. Because this generation, if lest you tell them, unless they read about it, they have no clue how they got here. That place where you live at right now on Long Island, that was Native American land. Hello, somebody. The house that you live in, there was a time you couldn't get a mortgage. But look. Somebody kept at it. Somebody kept knocking at the door. Somebody was persistent. You need to remember the path. Because if you forget the path, you won't appreciate where you are. Amen? Amen. And so my challenge to you on this first Sunday in November is to remember. Thank you for joining us this week And if you enjoyed this podcast Please subscribe, share it with your friends And tag us in your social stories At C-O-G-E-N-Y Thank you to those who have given generously To this ministry in the past And if you'd like to become a contributor Head over to C-O-G-E-N-Y Dot com That's C-O-G-E-N-Y Dot com And just click on the offering and donations tab. Again, thank you so much Now God bless